Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning. So it's kind of a roller coaster weekend in the D. Hopkins story. I got a uh, text from a friend saying he's on his way to Kansas City. Next thing I saw, he signed with the Titans. Are you surprised by his decision here? Does that tell you something about the text and all that sort of thing? That They're all saying? just rumors. Don't put any stock in the middle. Yeah, he's going to sign today with the Tennessee Titans. And I'm a little bit surprised that they, not totally, because the Titans are coming up with the money, but they're a running-oriented team. They have, my goodness, they have all sorts of individuals there who can run, including Derrick Henry, who's among the best. Now, Henry's getting a little long of truth now, may not be quite as effective, but Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback who will be throwing, at least right now, will be throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, is a good quarterback. He had years when he threw for over uh, 2,500, almost 3,000 yards. But then he's tailed off, and that's because of the running attack that Tennessee has uh, put before the NFL in recent years. Does that change? I would have to think that it does, because Mr. Hopkins would not sign with him otherwise. 31-year-older out of Clemson University, and of course, he's had injury problems in the past. That's all circumstance that's recorded and so forth. Not only injury problems, he had a drug suspension last year, but DeAndre at 31 thinks he can get it done, and so do the Tennessee Titans. Well, it's unfortunate. It's been great to see him on the team, but uh, if it comes down to having Chris Jones for a long time or having D. Hopkins for about a year, you know where I'm going with that. So last time we talked about the uh, live golf situation with the PGA, uh, I made mention, or at least I made a guess, that I inevitably think the PGA just said, you know what, they can just run this thing through the courts as long as they want. It's no point in going through the... The back and forth, let's just come to an agreement. It always comes down to money anyway. Now, some of that's leaked. What's in it? One of the portions of the agreement has been dropped, and there's a reason why. The two came together. There was a clause in their agreement that said that one group will not poach the other's golfers, and that's convinced them to come to the other side, uh, your PGA or your LIV. Well, <laughs> that clause that banned all poaching has been dropped so that the poaching can continue now. Why was it dropped? Because the feds, the federal government and the lawyers, looked at this and said, you know what, folks, that's an antitrust violation right there. That's why this is not going to be in court, because of antitrust violations. We better drop that. So, Liv and the PGA have dropped the poaching. That means that golfers can go from one to the other. And I know the live folks have said they have other golfers coming over to their side and getting their guarantee payments. I just wonder how long that lasts. Well, hopefully uh, figure out a way to make it work. Either way, like I said at the beginning, money talks. All right. Or antitrust law talks as well. Courtroom costs. <laughs> Lawyers are the ones talking. <laughs> yeah. And spending the money. And getting the money. Scottish Open this weekend. Who won? Rory McIlroy. And this is very good. McElroy has been a consistent contender all along, but really hasn't come away with a big win, except the Scottish Open he did. This is a prelude to the British Open, which begins this week. And McElroy birdied at the final two holes of the Scottish Open, which was played just, just outside of Main City in Scotland. But the fact is that he was able to conquer that course and win in British-style conditions and birdied the final two holes and gets the victory. So Rory McIlroy goes into the British Open on the heels of a victory in virtually his homeland, the British Isles. So Cardinals really needed to win all three against the Nationals, but they got two or three, and that's better than 
none. Yeah, they're helped a little bit. They weren't hurt. That's the help. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. I think they needed to take all three from the Nationals. They did not do so. They did take two out of three, as you mentioned. And that puts the Cardinals at 13 games under 500 and 11 and a half out of first place. Okay, that's still not losing any ground, but you've got to make up the ground and not lose it. They're only 69 games. And I'm not being facetious. 69 is still a pretty healthy number, but still 69 games still to play. And that's limited amount of time to make up that ground. Can the Cardinals do it? I think they can if they're diligent and really put their put their intelligence that they have and their skills to the fore. They're capable of doing that. Host the Miami Marlins starting tonight at Bush Stadium. Miami was great early in the season. They have slumped. They're not playing all that well coming uh, into this game off a loss this weekend, series of losses. So uh, maybe it's a beatable team. Certainly the Nationals were. Let's see if Miami doesn't fit that bill because the Cardinals do have the Chicago Cubs coming up in Chicago on uh, the four-game series this weekend. That's also a winnable series. So the time is now to make up that ground. We'll see if they can get it done and we'll see if any deals are forthcoming. Uh, It's going to be tough, though, man. I mean, I know they're in one of the weakest divisions of baseball, but at this point, it we'll see, though. Don't give up hope just yet, Cardinals Nation. All right, uh, what about the Royals? How'd they do this weekend? How about, about Kansas City beating Tampa Bay? Here's Tampa Bay, although not quite as strong as they have been, still one of the one of the best teams. In fact, in the power rankings, number two of the 30 teams. Second power ranking team, and Kansas City beats them by a score of 8-4. Bobby Witt Jr. had a big day. Brady Singer, very effective on the hill, giving up Four runs and seven hits in eight innings of work. That, that's very good. Kansas City really needed that. Now, for Kansas City, that is win number 27 on the year. That's all they have, 27 wins. But still, it's a win, and that's the key. The Royals beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, the Springbirds, Springfield Cardinals. Springfield Cardinals are going to host the Arkansas Travelers starting tomorrow night at Hammonds Field, six-game series. The Arkansas Travelers are if not the best team in the Texas League, they're certainly among the top two. Outstanding record, 59, uh, 54, I should say, 54 wins over the two halves, and they're in the lead in the second half by two and a half games over the Springbirds. Springfield has played well. Didn't yesterday lose to the Wichita wind surge 13 to 12 in 10 innings. Where was the pitching? 13 to 12, 17 hits for the Cardinals, they are now 41 and 43 overall and 7 and 8 in the second half of the Texas League season. Need to win, and maybe it starts with a home series against the Trabs. Fingers crossed. I know you'll be at that game tomorrow night, and exciting stuff for the uh, one team in Missouri that actually is doing something. All right, Wimbledon champions. What's happening there, buddy? I have two of them, as you might expect. In the match yesterday, the men's championship was one for the books. Absolutely outstanding match. 20-year-old, that's all he is. Carlos Alvarez, who is ranked number one in the world, he is, <laughs> this is the way I describe him, He's right-handed. He is the right-handed Rafael Nadal, both Spaniards, of course. And here's the changing of the guard, so to speak, because Alcaraz is a tremendous player. He wins Wimbledon, beating Novak Djokovic in five sets. No, uh, Djokovic going for his 24th Grand Slam title, which would have been a record. I think he will get it somewhere along the line, but it wasn't yesterday. Terrific match, and in all honesty, 
I really felt like Djokovic ran out of gas down the stretch and uh, loses to this really good player. Ladies match on Saturday, Markita Vondrasova. She is the very first ever, this is history, very first ever unseeded female to win at Wimbledon and the lowest ranked player ever to win at Wimbledon, which goes to show you, Mike, that anything can happen at any time, and it did in the world of tennis. De uh, defeated Jans Jabour, the uh, Tunisian player who was certainly heavily favored in this match, but no, Vandrasova gets the win, and you do have the two champions now at Wimbledon. Exciting stuff. Yeah, I saw a video of him winning that match yesterday, and you could see it, but yeah, that... Uh... That means I think we see a changing in the guard happening in real time, Ned. You have a wonderful Monday. I'll see you tomorrow.